This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Do you like sci-fi, fantasy, action, adventure, and comic books? Then you've come to the right place for your weekly dose of anything and everything geek. So strap in and let's get this show on the road. Welcome to the Science Fictionary Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Science Fictionary Podcast. I'm your host tonight, David, and joining me is Andrew. What's going on, everybody? And Marisha. How's it going? And we have a couple really exciting things to talk about, and I'm going to do my absolute best to not ramble on about all of it forever, because <laughs> I have so much to say. But it's so much exciting stuff. Uh, first of all, the news. There have been heavy rumors going around for the past week that after Spider-Man, what's it called now, No Way Home? Yes. That there might be a potential Spider-Man 4 Starring Tobey Maguire, directed by Sam Raimi, in the works for Marvel and Sony. That's crazy. I saw this and just, of course, anybody who knows me knows how much those movies mean to me. And just, it blew my mind that this is even a possibility that it's being discussed. Yeah, it's unreal. Yeah. Well, maybe that's what's been going on all along. You know, we keep (sighs) hearing the rumors about Tobey Maguire and... That's true. Uh, right. Andrew Garfield showing up in in this next Spider-Man film, but maybe what's actually happening is that there's a totally separate project that threw everybody off. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if you're bringing, you know, you know, when you talk about Spider-Man three was was sort of a train wreck in a lot of ways, um, yeah. But Spider-Man one and two are still some of the best comic book movies out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're bringing Tobey Maguire back to play Spider-Man again for, for anything, then just bring him back and make another Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. I'll be curious to see if it is actually a Disney slash Sony project or just a Sony project. I don't mm-hmm. care. Given that, oh, I don't care either, but given that that's, that's money Sony doesn't have to share. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, and I'm sure that would become a debate between them. Um, There would be a lot of arguments and and contract and and more BS, and it would probably lead to, ooh, is Sony going to pull away? And it just, oh, it gives me so much anxiety every time. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because, look, I was fine with the Marvel Cinematic Universe before Spider-Man was in it. I had accepted it. But now that I've had an MCU with Spider-Man, I'm not going back. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Well, I mean, that's the thing is it's just better with Spider-Man in it. Yeah. And like, like now that I've had a taste, I'm just not gonna not have it. Like if it's like, Oh, Spider-Man's out. Oh, me too. Uh, (laughs) I guess. Uh, So, cause here's the thing about the MCU is every, I love all the MCU movies. Every single time an MCU movie was on, I was like, this is great. You know, it'd be awesome. If if Spider-Man was, <laughs> was in this one. So, yeah. Yeah. point is, I get so scared whenever they start, like, talking about that. and they Everybody starts and posturing. Right. <clears throat> well, but, this, uh, as, yeah, as, it's supposed to be a Sony project. Yeah. And as what always comes up with this is, what concessions did Marvel give to get Spider-Man back for this third movie? Like, mm-hmm. what did they agree to do? Yep. Anyway. And it may be that 
You know, Sony says, we're bringing Tobey Maguire back for a Spider-Man movie. And we're going to do live action Sp uh, Spider-Verse. And we want Tom Holland Spider-Man in it. That's our concession. Mm. Right. Like, what if... What if Spider-Man No Way Home, nothing to do with Spider-Verse? Right. I mean, But then they make a Spider-Verse hmm. movie that Tom Holland is in. Like, yeah, I yeah. get what you... Yeah. I, I would not be surprised if it was something along those lines. Um... I think that Tom Holland Spider-Man is like definitely going to show up in a Sony movie eventually. He's oh, going to be in, in a Venom or Morbius or something. Of course, I'm I'm still of the mind that that Marvel's big their whole big thing with this is is that they'll keep you know Pat and Sony on the back and go sure you're part these are part <laughs> of the MCU and as soon as they take Spider-Man back. Marvel goes, no, those other movies aren't part of the MCU. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like... <laughs> which, which they've already set a precedent for with stuff like Inhumans and the Marvel mm -hmm. Netflix shows. Like, and they are and not Shield, afraid. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., exactly. They are, And those are all TV shows, but still, the point is they are not afraid to produce content and say, yeah, it's the MCU, and then to later go, nah. Like they're not afraid at all to just blatantly do that. Right. We're so going to uncanonize it. <laughs> What'd you say, Marisha? They're going to uncanonize it. Yeah, exactly. They just come in, Kevin Feige comes in and is like, nah. No, no, thank you. Change your mind. Yeah. But yeah. Well, just, if you just ignore it. Exactly. And then what's always cool, though, is that they can, they're also able to later be like, actually, what if it is? And then it is bring it back. Like they right. always have the ability to do that too. They just have all the power. Well, that's kind of the way Faggy has been about Agents of Shield, actually, where he's kind of like because people, you know, have said things about well, those things don't really matter, and he was like, well, you know, there's an awful lot of Agents of Shield fans out there that would disagree with you strongly mm -hmm. about that statement. Mm -hmm. But you know, the thing is, is it, it would be real easy. We were always of the mind that at a certain point they created an alternate timeline. In mm -hmm. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And eventually, I think that's how they'll just explain that one mm -hmm. away. Is, yeah, it started yeah. off in the MCU Earth 999,999. And at some point, they diverged mm -hmm. into their mm -hmm. own thing. <clears throat> yeah. And that brings up another concern that kind of came to mind when I thought about this Sam Raimi, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man stuff. If they make a four Spider-Man movie... Now, I do want to get into what would that even be, but if they made it, and now they're making all these different, like they got Morbius and Venom and all that stuff like that, I actually don't want them to be like, okay, so Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man is set on Earth 4, <laughs> and Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man is on Earth 9. Like, I, right. I, I don't think that there's, especially with stuff like that, it's really unnecessary, in my opinion, to do that. Mm-hmm. But I also do understand that there are a lot of fans who would disagree. And there's a lot of people, like people sort of like us, that are in tune with stuff that can look at stuff very easily and go, oh, well, it's a separate continuity. Mm -hmm. like it's just, it's not connected. It's whatever. And so we've kind of lose touch that there are a lot of people who just can't wrap their minds around that sometimes. That's true. Like, why? Wait a minute. What do you mean it's a different Spider Man? <laughs> Yeah, but it's Spider-Man. Right. The perfect example I always give was when that Gotham show came out. My friend was like, so how does this connect to the Dark Knight? 
Right. I was like, what? And it's like, they're both Batman. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, so I, I, it, it's a difficult thing. So I get why they would start doing something like that, but I don't want them to because it gets so annoying. And then people start getting really caught up with that of like, well, which earth is this on? Mm-hmm. Right. And it's like, um, it's on the real earth on a TV <laughs> screen that you're watching. <laughs> Which like that's I just that's just me being an asshole about it because I do love continuities like I'm super into it I totally and I do think that these things are important like I'm not just saying that oh it's not real so who cares but that's just how I feel about it sometimes when people got get really caught up on on stuff like that yeah but um if they're making a Spider-Man four of Tobey Maguire uh what 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 would this movie even be I mean. It's been, tw- what is it, 12 years since the last one? It was 2008? Yeah, it's so been about a while. 13 years? Yeah. And yeah, that seems about right. The last one came out right before we got married, huh? Yeah. Well, you're also asking, you know, uh, someone in their mid-40s to come back and play Spider-Man. Which I yeah. bet he would do, and though. By Spider-Man 3, <laughs> look, I love you, Tobey Maguire. By Spider-Man 3, they were using body doubles. <laughs> True. Uh that 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 church that church scene when he's ripping the suit off he ain't i mean like look i'm not i'm not saying i look great but he didn't exactly have the spider-man body from spider-man one right at that point um also toby Maguire notoriously is is a bit of a a d-bag who uh i don't think cares at all about spider-man really yeah he is like People hated working with him. Well, and that was kind of one of, uh, another one of the things. Other than people not liking working with him, one of the other things that was going on goes back to what David was just talking about. Like, you know, if you take on one of these roles, like if you're Thor, like you you've got to keep that body up. That's yeah. part of your job. Yeah, and yeah. he he didn't care. Yeah, yeah. and you know, I to, to be fair, totally get it. Like, but if you're you getting paid right, millions of pay dollars, million, right? It's, it's like the, Chris Pratt. It's like somebody asked Chris Pratt about losing all the weight and getting in shape for to play Star Lord. He's like, it's the best diet ever. Like somebody says, if you lose this weight, I'm going to give you millions of dollars. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You're right. And so when when you take the job, it's like you're agreeing to it. I totally do understand like the pressures of like I, I totally get why someone would not want to do that. Especially when he already made his money off of three movies, mm-hmm. um, but you are right. Like it's the job. Like you, this is what you're supposed to look like for the to play the character, right? It's and generally, reason. movies like that they give you trainers and nutritionists, mm-hmm. and yeah, um, yeah, for sure. So he hated doing that, and also Tobey Maguire wanted to be. He didn't want to be a superhero actor. He wanted to be an actor, right? Like mm-hmm. he wanted to star in Sea Biscuit and stuff like that, right? But so, that's the other thing, you know, a lot of times actors come around and look back on things like that with some nostalgia because, I mean, his career hasn't just blown up. And then, no. But you even look at people like Harrison Ford, who said, mm-hmm. I'll never play Han Solo again. Like, you mm-hmm. know, like I was one of the few that that didn't wreck my career, like, because I was all, you know, mm-hmm. that was, I never got another role. I wasn't Mark Hamill, who Mark Hamill has finally... At some point, things turned around for him, but Mark Hamill went years where nobody took him seriously as a real actor. No, he, was he had just to do Luke voice stuff because mm-hmm. like, people wouldn't see him and just say, oh, it's Luke. Right. And so, you know, sometimes actors 
things that they say, I'd never do that again. They look back on it and go, you know what? Maybe that wasn't so bad. And like it's kind of like why Robert Downey Jr. ended up sticking around mm-hmm. so long for Iron Man. Of course, he didn't need that. For him, it was a little different because he knew that was the role that revived his career. And he and he had it, it kind of stretched on, but it was this point where, you know, it was like, yeah, I'll keep coming back and playing this character. Like yeah. but he was he was one that realized, yeah, I can actually do real acting mm-hmm. as Iron Man. Yeah. Right. And the best example is William Shatner. Absolutely, yeah. Uh when I think Tobey Maguire, I think modern day William Shatner of just like he William Shatner wanted to be an actor. He he want he wanted to be a real actor. He didn't, you know. We talk about it all the time on this show how he and it's it's notorious how much he resented mm-hmm. being Kirk and, and being like a joke and 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 stuff like that. Until finally he came around and he realized that like people love you for this role. Mm-hmm. You are adored across the world and and stuff like that. And he's mm-hmm. fully come around to it. I could see Tobey Maguire being the same way. Mm-hmm. But will it take him until he's 90? <laughs> That's true. Will it take him until he's 90? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I haven't seen Tobey Maguire in anything in forever. And so... I mean, geez, part- he did with Leo DiCaprio and... um Oh, what's her name? Did Great Gatsby. Huh? They did Great Gatsby, yeah. And ever because that wasn't too long after... um. Spider-Man, everybody's like, oh, it's totally, you know, but, and that was kind of, you know, I think maybe the kind of role he wanted to do, but, like, Hollywood's not banging down his door, like, oh, please, no. please, Mr. Sir, come be in our artsy movie, and we'll pay you, yeah. here's the thing, is, at this point, you know, art movies aren't the ones that make bank, it's no. it's the popcorn flicks that people are making, you know, that act, the actors are making an absolute fortune doing. It's not, you know, Citizen Kane is not the, the movie that, you know, everyone is just waving money in your face to do. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the thing. The cynical part of me is like, okay, he'd only come back because he wants to check. And then, like, would he even really try and care? But then the hopeful part of me, the optimistic part is like, you know, maybe he maybe he still got it, and, and maybe he would really want to do this. And if he would want to do it and put a great performance in, then I would uh, love to see this movie. He was mm-hmm. the thing is he was never bigger. His name was never bigger than when he was Spider Man. Nope. No, for sure. And I know that he doesn't have a love for the character. So, like Andrew Garfield, for example, mm-hmm. clearly has a love for the character of Spider-Man. It was his dream to play Spider-Man. He loved being Spider-Man. He would do it again. Like he had problems with Sony, but mm-hmm. he loved Spider-Man. Yep. Tom Holland loves Spider-Man. Yep. Tobey Maguire does not have that same love, at least outspokenly so. Mhm. And to me like that kind of matters when I'm watching a movie, especially about a character I care so much about. If I can tell, if if in if if in three years they make a Spider-Man four and I sit in the theater and I can tell that Tobey Maguire does not want to be there, mm-hmm. then it's going to ruin the whole movie for me. Yep. 
That's the fair. reason Force Awakens worked is because Harrison Ford actually tried. Mm-hmm. And even though we knew how he felt about that role previously, you could tell that he really tried and like really cared about being there mm-hmm. for Force Awakens. It would have to be the exact same thing with Tobey Maguire. Right. Yep. So I, I don't know where you go with the story. I mean, like, first of all, I mean, where do you go with, I don't know what the story is with an older Spider-Man like this. Uh, um, I mean, ideally, a- I mean, the, the big ones in comics are what? Like Civil War? <laughs> yeah, like adult. There's a lot of great adult Spider-Man stories. Okay. Um, stories, and some of my favorite, actually, you know, about him being married and, and all this stuff that right. happened in Civil War and, and runs like that. But, I mean, most of those are just kind of like, you know random stories in the life of spider-man there's no like big seminal seminal event especially as an adult spider-man that a lot of people really like there's a lot of weird stuff they could pull from but none of it i'd like to see um <laughs> special and, and and when it get when it comes to like Tommy mcguire is like what in his 40s now mm-hmm. let's say they yeah, actually like said that 46. spider-man yeah let's say that they actually made spider-man that age right like they in the movie they said you are 40. I have no idea what you would do because he's never Spider-Man's never gotten that age except for in like Elseworld stories. There's one where he kills Mary Jane because um he was red his body fluids were radioactive and it gave her cancer. Oh, that's horrible. You could do that one. That's probably the most popular old man one. Oh god. And then Doc Ock Doc Ock shows up. But like Doc Ock himself is dead, so his um, his arms are just lugging him around like the dead corpse. Oh, <laughs> it's horrifying. That is, please, please, dear, dear people, don't do that. <laughs> no, don't do that. So then there's a whole scene where like old man Spider Man just is just in his mask and his underwear, and he's like swinging around. Yeah, don't don't do that. That's called Spider Man Rain. Um, but other than that, like there aren't many like. <laughs> older spider-man stories yeah at least 40 year old wise most of them are like in his mid-20s right Mm -hmm. so i guess the question is at this point do you bring toby mcguire spider-man back just to try to capitalize on the popularity of those movies the lasting popularity of those movies or are you bringing him back i mean is this the beginning of introducing a miles morales into sony's side of things that seems like the most likely scenario Ooh, I hadn't even thought about that. Like, Tobey Maguire takes on his own Miles Morales? Yeah. That's interesting. Because, you see, I would I would imagine that eventually the MCU has plans for doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. I would think so. It's just always kind of a matter of what Sony's willing to give. Yeah. You're right. So that'd be interesting. I'd actually kind of like to see, like, an older Spider-Man training Miles Morales. I think that they were very. I think the MCU was probably very interested in the idea of doing Miles Morales initially, and now I'm not. You know, now now that they've had all of the mutant stuff dropped in their lap, yeah, I don't know that it's as pressing for them to try to bring that character in, especially with Tom Holland still being so young. Right. And I mean, Tom Holland's like, still in his early twenties. He's going to be able to play that character. Especially if the MCU is willing to make an adult Spider-Man, which I hope so, because that's what I want to see. Mm-hmm. Um, Tom Holland's going to be able to play that character for for like 
10 plus more years. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I could see them bringing in like a, a Miles Morales into like this Tobey Maguire Spider-Man universe. That would be really, really cool. Actually, that'd be very different. Um, but then part of me is like, after missing those characters so long, would really just want a Peter Parker focused story. Yeah. Do the question, the biggest question, do y'all think that those movies like that style, because it would be Sam Raimi directing, would that work today? Because they're very, I think they're great movies. You can tell that they were made in a different time, I think. Right. I don't know. Uh, I, I think, I really think so, but I could be totally wrong on that. But I mean, you look at things, I mean, right now, the, the big thing is this crave for things that feel 80s and 90s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, that's true. Um, I think if you're going to make it, now's probably the time. The nostalgia. You're right. I bet this movie would make bank hard. I mean, I know I'd be at the, I'd be theater day one mm-hmm. the without only, a doubt. Right. The only bad thing is, um, for us, it's not a big deal. Like we wouldn't think anything of it. The casual fan is going to be mm-hmm. like, wait, why is he Spider-Man again now? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. How is Spider-Man 40 and also 20, 16 or however old <laughs> yeah, he's and where's Iron Man? Right. right. Yeah. Uh, so, but I don't. I mean, it's still. I, I think it would make a ton of money. Now, whether I, you know, whether or not that's what's really happening, I don't know. But there's been an awful lot of rumors for a year now about yeah. Tobey Maguire. Yeah, it's crazy. It, it is something I never expected would happen. No, at all. Like my wildest dreams. I mean, honestly, I would have thought that if they if they had an opportunity. The thing is, is. I started to say it surprised me that it wouldn't be Andrew Garfield, but Andrew, I don't know if Andrew Garfield will ever go back to work for... He doesn't want to work with Sony. Right. I think he'd happily be in a Marvel movie. Oh, I think he would too. As Spider-Man, it's just Sony. Hmm. Um, which is a shame, because I do really like Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man. And that's Andrew why Garfield I'm really holding out for just Johnny the hope Storm. that he'll be in No Way Home. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see how this falls out because there's there's got to be something going on, right? Mm-hmm. For their names this, to keep coming up like that. Exactly. This is this is too much for it just to be like rumors that are coming from nowhere. Well, it's not just one of these rumors. A lot of times when is when there's nothing to it, we get rumors that there's nothing to, and they they pop up and they go around for a couple weeks maybe, and then they kind of disappear. Mm-hmm. But this one, it's like every two or three weeks, it comes back. Yeah, we're hearing Slightly about different versions. So something's going on. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, so, yeah, if that happens, at that point, everything's... Nothing is off the table. Like, anything could happen in the world of comic book movies at that point. That is the number one thing. That I'm like, no, that's never going to happen. Mm-hmm. Does like, Topher Grace come back as Venom? That is the great question. Well, I'm sorry, what'd you ask? I said, does Topher Grace come back as Venom? You know what? <laughs> um, he's actually, he got like blown into nothingness at the end of Spider-Man 3. But I would love it with all my heart if Topher Grace came back as Venom. <laughs> <laughs> 
please. Because you know what? I get why people didn't like him as Venom. Like, as Venom. Like, he's not buff, and he's not big dude, and he's he's straight up not Eddie Brock. Right. But I think he did a fan-freaking-tastic job with what he had. Like, that, you could, that dude put in the work, and he tried really, really hard to do exactly what they wanted him to be. It's not Eddie Brock from comic books, but also, like, I don't give a crap about Eddie Brock from the comic books. Let's be honest. Mm -hmm. You're just, like, big dude who looks cool, right? And the suit looked bad and everything, and he was ridiculous and and everything like that. But as Eddie Brock, I adored him. He was hilarious. He was so freaking funny when he was, like, (laughs) like his scenes with J. Jonah Jameson and and, and Peter. And and he was, like, um, when he talked to Gwen Stacy's dad, he's like, oh, hi. I'm dating your daughter. And then later you find out that in Gwen's like, we had coffee a couple times, Eddie. Like we're not, it's, we're not dating. <laughs> oh, so funny. I'd love it. If Topher Grace came back. So this, th- this just in David, David is calling it. Topher Grace is back as Venom. You know, let's get Venom verse movie. He can be in Venom three. Let there be Topher Grace. <laughs> Why not? And it's the Venom verse. Yeah. Ooh, that rolls off the tongue. The Venom verse, yeah. Yeah. It kind of works. It yeah. works, yeah. So, anyway, moving on from that news, we're getting into some uh, some more really really fun speculative stuff because who who was it that said that quote, Andrew, about Fast and Furious? Oh, it was uh, Jer- Jeremy Lin. Uh, the director, the right? The director, yes. Yeah, he... Uh, commented on that he it is not out of the question for him to do a um i want to say fantastic four because it's ff uh, fast and furious uh and jurassic world crossover how bizarre would that be Uh, dude at this point i've seen stranger things (laughs) So I don't know. I, I really hate the idea. One because I, I feel like the two movies are two very different things. Oh, for sure. Like Jurassic Park, like you know, you can take it, it can you can take it seriously. It's it's sci-fi, but the the movie is you know you can say yes, the movie is somewhat plausible. Uh, you know, at least because the science is you know because they did the sci-fi right. Mm-hmm. And then you've got this other franchise, which at this point is essentially kids playing in the sandbox with their matchbox cars. <laughs> yeah. Right. And that's great. Like they're fun movies that they are, but that's all they are. They're not like great pieces of cinema. Yeah. They're just, How hilarious is it that the movie about dinosaurs is the more realistic of the two <laughs> right the more plausible point. story um i just i saw this going around i saw some other other people post about it today and i was just kind of like oh no it's like i mean I'm, I'm okay with both with both things but like keep keep them apart like um I, I said i told someone i think it was yeti cast that i said the only way i'm okay with this is if the dinosaurs are driving the cars <laughs> So, but they, yeah. Who Chris Pratt has to? Be? Chris Pratt has to train his dinosaurs to you know drive the car. <laughs> Their arms wouldn't be able to reach the. Oh, I'm thinking T Rexes. Didn't you see T Rexes would have a hard time that driving cars? They have to have like, you know, special adapters for their steering wheels. I mean, didn't you see um, 
Meet the Robinsons when the T-Rex was like, I can't do yeah. it, Master. My arms are too short. What a classic film <laughs> that I have not thought about in over 10 years. Such a great movie. I love that and, movie. And we'll never think about again after tonight. Yeah, just wait until you have kids. But you think you're going to forget about back. all those like, things? Oh, I remember everything about that movie beat by beat, huh? Yeah, that one in uh, The Emperor's New Groove. It's like sticks Emperor's with you forever. New Groove. That's a deep cut. <laughs> uh. But yeah, I mean, for, so here's the thing. My like my monkey brain, when I first hear that, my caveman brain is like, fast car, big dinosaur smash. <laughs> like, I think that'd be awesome. Like, that just, like, what? That's so cool. Obviously, as like a film fan, I'm like, no. No, thank you. <laughs> Though, if you put this in front of me, I will pay money to see it. <laughs> And, I gotta be honest. You know, I mean, that's. <laughs> oh, it was, I'm sure it would sell tickets. It, it's, uh. It would just be like, you know, because Fast and Furious is insane at this point. It would just be more of that, but with dinosaurs involved. I mean, I guess. Oh, well, they're smuggling dinosaurs, maybe? I, Stopping dinosaur sure smugglers? I'm pretty sure in this next Fantastic Four, they're actually going to space. You mean Fast so, and Furious? Yeah, I'm sorry. That's what it's like. Fantastic. I said Fantastic Four. In this uh, next... Fast and Furious. Fast and Fu- in this next Fast and Furious... Yeah. Right. In this next Fast and Furious, they're going to space. It makes sense for the Fantastic Four to go to space. It's I don't true. know yes. about Fast and Furious going to space. Fast and Furious actually going to space? I think so. Okay, and this so- one with John Cena? Yeah. Or is that going to be the next one? They're going to space? with John. C- is John it, Cena going to be in space? I don't know, because that's the one they just dropped. I didn't see the trailer yet, but didn't they just drop a trailer like yesterday or today? I don't know. Yeah, they did. I've been busy with 100 children. Yeah, I don't literally. have time to watch a Fast and Furious trailer. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're too busy talking about Spider-Man theories. and. Look, I love Fast and Furious movies. Like, I... I'm not going to watch a trailer. I'd rather do anything else than watch a Fast and Furious trailer. Because I'm just like, I'll go see it when it's out. Yeah. I don't, you know what I mean? I don't need to hear all the jokes ahead of time. Yeah, because that's what it'll do. All the best moments. To be honest, all the best moments from the movie will probably be in that trailer. Uh-huh. And it'll be ruined for me. Yeah. So. so, okay. So, we're talking crossovers there. Here, rather. If we're talking crossovers here. Yeah. So we can agree that Fast and Furious and Jurassic Park is a little, a bit of a stretch, but what about Jurassic Park and the MonsterVerse? King Kong, Godzilla. Okay. Do we feel like this could be interesting or would it just be... The first thing that comes to mind, I think it's an interesting idea. The first thing that comes to mind there is it kind of ruins what makes the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park special. Hmm. If naturally they're just Godzilla monsters walking around. Does that make sense? That makes sense, yeah. So the reason I ask this is because initially when I saw this, that's what I had. I thought... For some reason, I, I, I had in my head that that was what the conversation was about. Clearly, I wasn't paying very close attention to Twitter. And I was like, okay, <laughs> monsters and dinosaurs. like. And then y'all said Fast and Furious. And I was like, Fast and Furious? <laughs> that makes even less sense. No, it would no, be even better. Fast and Furious versus, uh, versus Godzilla. Ah. See, that actually makes more sense. It actually does a little bit. 
Because they're both kind of, I mean, because Godzilla is very fantastical. How about we do a, a Fast and the Furious Pacific Rim crossover? There you go. That and would they be turn, very And then cool. it becomes basically Transformers because they were able to turn the robots <laughs> into cars. Yeah. Right. Or or they just all discover that they're drift compatible and they can they can drive Jaegers like cars. Yes. They do. And then they build giant cars for the Jaegers to fit into. Oh wow. And then yeah. they drive those cars. Then they drive the giant cars with the Jaegers. It's coming together, y'all. I think yeah, we have come they, up with the next they, and then they drink giant coronas. Yes. <laughs> And they're like family. That's a drinking game, by the way. If you ever uh, want to end up in the hospital, um, <laughs> just take a drink of Corona, of course. Anytime somebody in one of those movies says family or they're drinking Corona. <laughs> or if The Rock says something stupid. <laughs> That's funny. You the know, movies are actually hilarious. Like, Rock is hilarious in those movies. He is... I Turn- keep seeing the scene, and it makes me laugh every time I see it because it's all over Instagram. But it's when he's he's pulling up, and um, I think it's Tyrese goes, "Oh, better hide your baby oil." I'm just playing, and then and then the Rock goes, "You better hide that big ass forehead." <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny, and then like Ludacris spits out his drink. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, who would have thought that the Rock was going to actually turn out to be funny? Like back, I mean, what? 30 years ago now when he did Scorpion King, and it was like, The right. Rock is Well, I'll tell you who. Anybody that was such an ill-conceived movie to begin <laughs> with, though. Yeah. Because isn't it like a weird like mummy universe thing? Like, didn't yeah. he show up in The Mummy? Yeah, he shows up in The Mummy, and then they decided to do... And actually, it's the Scorpion King movie is fine. It's actually him showing up in The Mummy 3 as the Scorpion King looks awful. The CGI is really, really bad. Yeah, yeah. And like uh, it's The Rock, but he doesn't actually say anything. He's just a big scorpion monster. Oh my Like he's God. seriously like the, half human, half scorpion. Oh my gosh. It's like a scorpion with The Rock's upper body. Oh wow. Uh-huh, and his face. Oh and, yeah. man. I'm, yeah. So um, the Scorpion King movie actually has nothing to do with that. It is actually, it's not as good as The Mummy movies but it's 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 okay yeah um all i remember is him he ate a scorpion hmm. that's all i, all I remember from that movie but um anyway jurassic park and fast and furious <laughs> uh i'd love to see it i got I, i'd love to see it um i don't think i think that they're two tonally very different now the jurassic world films have kind of shifted in tone a little bit towards yeah. the more action-packed stuff like Fast and Furious. Because Chris Pratt, you know. Because Chris Pratt. And, and just the tone of the movie overall. And I like those movies, by the way. But So I could see that sort of happening. You know, I'm imagining, you know, like the chase scenes where they're in like the big balls and they're mm-hmm. going through and the, tra- the dinosaurs are running next to them and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Or like... Jurassic Park the Energy. It would, just, it would just be that, but with muscle cars and and Corona. Yeah, and Corona. Um, a dinosaur. There would definitely be a scene of like Velociraptors who broke into the kitchen and are drinking Corona. I mean, obviously. What else would you do? Don. They would. Don would have to ride a dinosaur. 
um, they would make friends with the dinosaur, and Dom would look at him and go, family. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. Well, there you um, go. What would this be called? <gasps> Jurassic Drift. <laughs> Perfect. You heard it That's here it. first, ladies and gentlemen. Jurassic Drift. Jurassic Drift. I'm proud of that one. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, got to go tweet something real quick. <laughs> yeah, you've um, been on Twitter a lot more. I've been seeing a lot more of David's David's tweeting. I got lots of thoughts. Yeah? yeah. I got to put them somewhere. It's true, because it's not like we get together three times a week and drop <laughs> them off here. We also also <laughs> divert yeah. the, the access to the internet. <laughs> And then I still have those thoughts. <laughs> so more. It's always <sighs> more thoughts. <sighs> you getting tired oh, on this, David? It's 10 o'clock. It is 10 uh, o'clock. I'm on some crazy meds for my wisdom teeth thing tomorrow. Okay. I was going to say. Uh-huh. Because it's not like you're, you know, 20 going on 40 and think you have to go to bed at 10 o'clock or anything like that, right? No, not that at all. Never. No way, yeah. Jose. <laughs> I go to do bed at 11. Do 40-year-olds do that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so when do you go to bed, Andrew? Like two. <laughs> Andrew still thinks he's 25. Yeah. But he's yeah, not. I know. That's why I asked. But. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, Jurassic Jurassic Drift. Yes. What, any, any final thoughts on, on the possibility? I just think it's a fun thought to have. <clears throat> no, it's it's certainly uh, it's certainly interesting. I, I I don't know, I don't know how that works, but it could be very entertaining. Like you said, more than anything, it's 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 like dinosaurs and and Hot Wheels cars in a sandbox. It's like that's it just becomes a really expensive <laughs> I mean, version of that. Right, so it's I mean, like, like Elijah. The playing. dinosaurs are now loose in a city instead of on the island, and the the crew has to round them up. You know, I mean, there's definitely a car really flying fast. through the air that gets caught by a dinosaur right like elijah likes to catch his cars in his dinosaur's mouth yeah i mean that definitely happens i'm just basically now envisioning that this movie like my seven-year-old made it there definitely be a scene of tyrese just screaming really really loud (laughs) because there's a dinosaur chasing him and then he'd be like that we got damn dinosaurs what the hell be like that now, and then the rock would show up, and he'd be like, "We go, co- we go get some dinosaurs today." And then he would like, you know, flex his muscles. <laughs> Ludacris would be like, "This is crazy," right? That'd so, be the whole movie. So that I mean, it, it's definitely, it's definitely an interesting idea. I, I don't know that I really want to see it, but if they made it, I'd watch it. Yeah, Elijah, I, it would be Elijah's new favorite. But that's always the way to look at Fast and Furious movies. Is basically kids playing in a sandbox with their hot wheels that that's that's what it is and i mean not that good (laughs) things can't come from that sort of thing that's essentially what rogue one is is people who love star wars Mm -hmm. playing with their star wars toys and made a movie about it yeah Yeah. no remember when fast and furious was a cop drama (laughs) right really and then it was like for that for that first movie huh He's an undercover cop. He's trying to catch about these Tokyo guys. Tokyo racing. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, exactly. And then it, it was, was about Tokyo racing, and then it was a heist movie. Right. Well, they did They did the first two, and then they, I think the, the third one was Tokyo Drift, right? 
Yes, third one was Tokyo. And that was Jer- the one, the first one Jeremy Lin did, I think. It was, yeah. Okay. And after the third one, it was just like, what is the biggest, craziest thing we can do with a car? Like, Oh, that- yeah. The next two things became heist movies. Okay. And, like, action. And it, yes, it became like, what's the craziest thing we can do with a car? Especially number four. You're right. And then the fifth one was straight up a heist movie. And then it became, like, a revenge thing. And then it became more about, like, you're right. Like, what's the craziest thing we can do with a car? Exactly. I mean, why not? And then it, then they made a buddy cop spinoff. Right? Fast and Furious is just full of genres. <laughs> right? It's like, it's well, like a mini Marvel. You know, I'll hand it to them. They've kept reinventing what they're doing. And, and frankly, as far as the action genre, they're making some of the best just pure action films out there right now. Uh, You're correct. It's like there's not anybody making it. When I say eighty, when I say action genre, like the heyday of the 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 real action genre is those eighties Stallone and Schwarzenegger and Chuck Norris movies, and the Bruce Willis movies. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like this is the closest thing I can think of out there to that right now. That's true. Yeah, just the over the top. Right, and you're putting the right guy. You got man. Jason Statham in The Rock and Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel. So I mean, you're putting those big action guys in it and just going big. Yeah, they're superheroes at this point. They do not even just the cars, but like the people themselves do physically impossible things. Right, Dominic Toretto. Like someone calculated it, he has the strength of like literally a superhero. <laughs> Because he just like lifts up car engines with one arm on a chain and like swings them around and stuff like that. And he just like picks up cars. He punches people so hard that they like. I think there's a scene specifically where he punches the rock so hard that the rock fl- fl- flies back and like breaks concrete behind him, like a hard concrete wall. Oh dear! Like he's just a superhero at this point, <laughs> right? In a, in a white t-shirt. That's that's what happened to the Captain America serum. They've been holding us out on it. <laughs> Vin Diesel got it. <laughs> Vin Diesel got it. What other Fast and Furious crossovers do you want to see? One with the MCU? I mean, I, I don't know about that. I don't know. Maybe with G.I. Joe. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of, they bumped that Snake Eyes film up from like August all the, up to like July. Really? We're getting yeah. the Snake Eyes film? We are. I didn't know they were allowed to bump things up. <laughs> That's amazing. They've been Look bumping things back for I, something bumped two years. something moved out of the July spot and they they took it. Huh. Good so, for them. Um I Great. think people are seeing I think King Kong I think Godzilla versus Kong has really given a lot of encouragement to the studios. Yeah. And and that's great. Because the the sooner the studios, that's the problem right now is it's not that, oh, well, the, the theaters are shut down. We can't release it. They're just kind of scared to. Mm-hmm. They don't want to put it out and it totally bomb. Yep. Yeah. Especially these franchise movies because right. you don't want to, like, kill your whole franchise. Right. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yeah. But, I mean, that's great that they're bumping it up. And you know what else is great? That great transition you just came up with, because the next thing we're going to talk about is Godzilla versus Kong. Absolutely. 
which you know up until like an hour ago I thought was called Godzilla versus King Kong. I, yeah, I kept saying it wrong too. In fact, I kept saying it backwards. I kept calling it King Kong versus Godzilla. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it's hard for me not to call it that because I was going into this 100% Team Kong, baby. All the way. You I don't did. know about you guys, but like... I, I, was, I, was, I was Team Godzilla. Yeah. Mm-mm. Uh, I, no, big monkey. <laughs> Which, by the way, I know he's not a monkey. He's an ape. <laughs> if it doesn't have a tail, it's not a monkey. He doesn't have a tail, exactly. Which I kept wanting to yell. Oh, spoilers, by the way. Um, I kept wanting to yell at that freaking apex lady because she kept calling him a monkey. <laughs> and I was like, it's an ape. So when she got crushed to death, it was hilarious. <laughs> she was the worst, though, wasn't she? She really was. And she went out so unceremoniously. Yeah, I loved it. It wasn't oh, even... Oh, man. But yeah, we're going to talk about uh, um, Godzilla versus Kong. Uh, the the fourth movie in the MonsterVerse. Um, I actually haven't looked up at all because I didn't want to sway my perception. I haven't looked up at all what critics are thinking about this movie. But I don't know about you guys, but I loved it. What did y'all think about Godzilla vs. Kong? Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, we watched it over like two days because we were not allowed to watch it without Elijah. He was uh, mm-hmm. insistent that he... I mean, he knew this was coming out and was very excited about getting to see Godzilla fight the giant ape. It was very much up his little baby alley. Yeah, and that's the great thing. I got to watch it with my son. I mean, that's what I used to do with my dad was sit around and watch Godzilla movies. Mm -hmm. You know, that's That's on the weekends. They used to run those on TBS all the time. And so we used to watch all of those and there's there's tons there's i don't even know how many godzilla movies there are there's a lot of them yeah um mm-hmm. but and and for me that's kind of why i'm like yeah team godzilla is cuz i've watched so many of those godzilla mm-hmm. movies but king kong is great the first king kong movie 1931 king kong it is a horror movie hmm yeah i've never seen it I mean, it's about this giant ape that kidnaps this, that, that takes this woman and climbs to the top of the Empire State Building. And oh, I mean, it, it's, you know, the, all the classic things of God, uh, of King Kong on top of the Empire State Building, swatting down airplanes and stuff. I mean, that's what it's from. Mm-hmm. And, and it, so, it, I mean, it is a horror movie. Now, horror movie then, horror movie now, two pretty different things. Yeah. Um, but it definitely falls in that genre. And so it's kind of looking at the evolution of what King Kong has has become is that it went from being a horror movie really more, um, I guess, really now. I mean, this is a pure sci-fi flick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh, they, uh, they play into a lot of uh, old scientific theories about, you know, hollow earth theory and and all mm-hmm. of that stuff as, as well as... You know, of course, we've got uh, Mega Godzilla, and I mean, it's a, oh yeah, it's pure sci-fi, and so it's it's fantastic. But I actually pulled up a few numbers here as far as uh, critic stuff goes. I mean, it looks like Rotten Tomatoes it's about a seventy-five percent, which for a monster movie, that's pretty darn good. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah. there are a lot of critics that go, "Well, the human characters just weren't well developed," and it's like who. Mm-hmm. We're not watching it for the human 
Which, by the way, oh. I disagree. I loved the humans in this. Yeah, I thought they I thought they, I thought they were fine. I thought you had had pretty good uh, people in place all the way around. Yeah. Um, I was emotionally attached to the little deaf girl. How could you not be was, emotionally yeah, attached? Yeah, she was right. great. To the adorable well, little deaf girl. Yeah, and then uh, Millie Bobby Brown and, um, and her two companions kid. there. That was... Uh, that was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. That was great. I love the conspiracy guy. So, yes. but but there were a lot of complaints early, and this is the complaint with every monster movie that comes out: is well, the humans were underdeveloped, and you just couldn't engage with their story. Now, I agree with you. I disagree with that statement about this movie. But anytime there's a monster movie, you've got a certain number of people that are just going to write it off totally. Just like yeah. with most sci-fi films, most sci-fi films. There is a certain number of critics out there that just it's that just don't want anything to do with it. Mm-hmm. But the but yeah, that's really respectable. The, for the this fan community. ratings are real high. The Fandango ratings are at ninety two percent. Wow. Uh, of course, nice. the biggest news is this had a budget of somewhere between one hundred and fifty and two hundred million. It has made two hundred and eighty six million at the box office. Wow. Which is that's not great. which is not. A huge number, but it beats out the highest number of the pandemic era by almost $200 million. Yeah. Right. That's crazy. And and that's, and I hope a couple things. I hope that that inspires (coughs) movies getting back in the box office. And I hope that it inspires them to keep making more of these movies because I will never get tired of Godzilla or King Kong, mm-hmm. personally. Right. And, I mean, the thing is, Godzilla and King Kong have proven to be consistently bankable for almost 100 years. Why would you give up on it? Yeah. Especially this MonsterVerse they've got going. I mean, mm-hmm. they've, they've low-key, like, it's been four movies, and all four movies are pretty good. Yeah. I've really liked them all. Um. So, yeah, I'm happy to hear about those numbers. Uh, Personally, like I said, I I like to avoid it. I'm at a point in in my movie-watching life where I like to avoid all information about a movie as much as possible. Like, I don't like watching trailers. Mm -hmm. Uh, I didn't watch any trailers for this. I did Mm -hmm. not hear anything about it, any of it. I went in fully blind. I just knew Godzilla vs. Kong. Mm -hmm. And it completely blew my mind. See, I don't know if in the trailers they revealed they were going to Hollow Earth, and I don't know if they revealed that there was going to be Mecha Godzilla, but I didn't know any of that. So when they go to Hollow Earth, I'm like freaking out, and I was with a friend, and I was like slapping her. I was like, "Oh my god, you don't understand. This is so cool because Hollow Earth is a real theory scientifically." And I was like, "How is it going to look? What are they going to do?" And mm-hmm. it looked stunning. It, it did looked amazing. And the uh, the gravity transition was really well done. Yes, that was awesome. It was beautiful, and I love the the spectacle. Like you know, like and it's what Hollow Earth would look like. You got it's the ceiling is also earth and ground mm-hmm. because the gravity's at the center, so you get that gravity transit. Like just wonderful stuff. Um, it, it when they when they are, when they're going through like half i guess you would call it and they break through and they get there and it's just king kong falling Mm -hmm. and you already know how huge he is so he looks small falling into this earth and then he lands there and you get to see him run around full open field it's 
and you're just taking it all in. It's beautiful. And then these other creatures show up, which opens up a million possibilities. Right. Because there are all these other creatures. Right. It was just freaking dope. Yeah. And then the part that blew my mind the most was Mecha Godzilla. Yeah. Yeah. Because I had no idea that was going to happen. Did y'all know that, that Mecha Godzilla was in the movie? No, I, I suspected. But that was kind of the big secret. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people were expecting it, basically because a lot of us weren't buying that Godzilla and Kong was the real. The real throwdown right. here. They were going to go I. all Batman v Superman. Yeah. Minus Martha. a conversation about Martha's. Mothra's. Martha, that's right. Mothra's, yeah. <laughs> okay, I was thinking that there had been that comparison made before. Yeah, Mothra. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I had suspected that they would team up against a common enemy. I know, I had no idea who it was, though. And so when they first opened those doors and I'm thinking like, okay, so they just captured another monster. Like it doesn't click with me for some reason, mm-hmm. but then you see, I don't even know what to call it. The things on his back. The first thing you saw, mm-hmm. I was like, Holy scales, crap. Yeah. are they going to do it? Are they doing it? And he starts coming out and I'm slapping my friend. I'm like, Holy sh-. like it's Mecha Godzilla. Oh my God. They're doing Mecha Godzilla. Mm-hmm. And then that guy goes, it's a robot Godzilla. And that kid goes, no. And I'm like, oh, he's going to say it. <laughs> gonna say it and the kid goes it's a mecha godzilla which out of context is the stupidest line (laughs) it's so dumb it's so ridiculous but you know what they put that in there for us yeah they did that for us (laughs) say having the kid go it's mecha godzilla um and i I like what they i like what they did with you know in the past Mecha Godzilla has ranged from a couple of things to one just basically humankind's own version of a monster, you know, kind of very Pacific Rim. It's just our way of fighting or defending ourselves. Yeah. Um, to the villain has Mecha Godzilla and is using he's going to kill all of the the Titans. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as I'm aware, this is the first time where. I mean, it's it's a real. It becomes a real sentient on its own monster. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Because you know, Ghidorah is scary. takes control. Yeah. yeah. And I genuinely enjoyed how actually like scary that was mm-hmm. when he turns around and like looks at the apex guy. Like you see him taking control, and it's like, oh shit! Like that was, yeah, great and and. This whole movie was like actually genuinely terrifying to me, but in like a Cthulhu esque way of like, mm-hmm. you know, these big monsters that are just so powerful and like outside of our understanding. And like mm-hmm. this robot is turning around and it's like, oh my, and the red eyes are glowing and it's horrifying mm-hmm. the damage that they could do. Like that really worked for me. Godzilla always looks terrifying to me yeah. in these movies. Like, the effects are amazing. He looks incredible. And they got so many close-ups in this movie of his face. Right. And that was a scary-ass looking face, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, that is a monster. And his music is so iconic. And every time... You know how I complained in the Snyder Cut that Wonder Woman, like, every time she did anything, they played her theme? Mm-hmm. Right. To be honest, they, they did that with Godzilla. But I didn't mind it, because to me, it worked. Because, like... Anytime he does anything, that's 
it's Godzilla's, and it's so iconic at this point that like I want to hear it as much as possible. Mm-hmm. It is a horrifying theme. It is it is epic. It is great. It fits so perfectly, and you know he's coming, and it's like oh my god, it's terrifying, um, but in a good way. Like I'm not saying it was a horror movie. I just I love no, how actually you, scary that, that element was. works well. It's not a pure horror movie, but to have those elements that do evoke some level of fear, because these are, you know, huge creatures that are destroying city blocks at a time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, so the fact that it does evoke some level of fear is a good thing. Yeah, I think so. Although Elijah was having trouble with the fact that he was destroying Hong Kong and not Tokyo. He'd be, he kept saying, he's smashing Tokyo. It's like, no, he's not. <laughs> He was really, he was having trouble with that. Yeah. Why is it not Tokyo? The song, yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it was it was great. Even God, even King Kong, who was obviously framed as the good guy, right? In mm-hmm. this, um, even he was terrifying just because he's so yeah freaking big. It's like, like, oh man, um. And he looked amazing. He looked yeah, great. He did. Oh, it did. I mean, the effects are just amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Really it, it's it's incredible to look at. I love the spectacle of it. Um, so, what did you guys think about the actual fights it, there, itself between Godzilla, Kong, and Mechagodzilla? I mean the the Godzilla and Kong fights. I mean, especially you kind of get that that first one. Uh, I mean, I guess really. Godzilla kind of gets the best of Kong in both fights. But, you know, you get the first one in the water, and it's like Godzilla definitely has the the upper hand out here in the ocean. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, that one was, was amazing because you kind of had that suspense of, like, you know he's going to pop up, but... Mm-hmm. It's right. a little bit doo 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 And you're like, what the hell is, is Kong going to do? Mm-hmm. Because um, he's like in the water, yeah. It's it was great, and so they actually framed it. Like the guy said, "Round one goes to Godzilla." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and then once they're in Hong Kong, they kind of have like a round two, uh, where Kong kind of gets the upper hand for a bit. Yeah, and I think the guy even goes like round two for Kong. Like I think he even says that. Uh, I can't remember, point, but, but yeah, I mean, for a good bit of that first fight. There was kind of a fight, break. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was kind of like two parts to the Hong Kong fight. Right. And so I sort of interpreted it as, okay, round two went to Kong. Mm-hmm. And then round three, Godzilla. Right. So Kong did lose. Um, but it, it was it was very interesting. Of course, the, the fight with Mechagodzilla, I mean, they did a great job with, with Mechagodzilla in this. It's... You know, in the old ones, everything with the stuff like that was stop motion. So much of what they did was stop motion, and it, it was always kind of clunky looking. And um, I, it, it's like they almost made him too fluid looking for a mechanical creature. But I mean, I guess at this point in time, like that's what we're going for with mechanical creatures. Is yep. you know, it's not nineteen sixty; it's twenty twenty, mm-hmm. and. We want our robots to look like the real thing. Mm-hmm. So it's um, it was amazing. But I guess what really gets me, like, I want to know more. Like, we go to Hollow Earth. Mm-hmm. We go in what's essentially a temple. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. with a Kong sized throne. A Kong sized throne, but there's the Godzilla symbol around the uh-huh. thing in the middle of the room. Or the, you know, that, and I, I want to know, like, what the hell was all of that? It definitely raised a lot of yeah. mythology questions. There definitely seemed to be laying the groundwork for a pretty substantial mythology uh, centered around Hollow Earth. Yeah. Um, I love the axe that's, you know, God's, uh, Kong's axe, which mm-hmm. is, you know, the blade is a, a, a fin off of Godzilla or another creature like him. Hmm. Oh, I didn't make that connection. I, didn't, I, didn't I guess either. I'm just not observing. I'm enough, pretty sure that's, that's what awesome. it is, and that's why he's able. That well, makes perfect sense. And Godzilla's able to charge it. Interesting. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Um, and also, I really liked it because I was kind of like, okay, because he got that after the water fight, but before the next encounter, and I was like, okay, mm-hmm. so what is? Because Godzilla has the beam, right? He has like the the energy blast. Right. What does Kong have that he can use? I'm like, okay, the axe. That makes perfect sense. So that's his laser beam, essentially. Mm-hmm. Especially once we realize that it can be powered up like that. Right. And I'm like, okay, that's what kind of evens the odds and just made for a more entertaining fight. Um, so that was really cool, but you're right. The lore, like I, cause you know, they've established that there's like this ancient rivalry between the two. Right. Mm-hmm. But then you almost get the sense down there that there was like, a like a, like a mutual, um, teamwork like between right. the two. I don't know what to call it's it. It's like, it's like, what is, what is really going on now? Like, you know, are these basically de-evolved creatures that were once a more sentient race? Uh, you know, as far right. as a inte- more intelligent race, rather. I mean, they're obviously sentient creatures, but... Um, yeah, and you know what the interesting question is, is like, was Kong himself, like, the big gorilla that was down there at one point in the throne, and it's just been so long since that it's like he's the same thing? Because they, they sort of frame it as, like, these are two entities that have been around forever with the age arrival like these two specific ones mm-hmm. yeah but then it's kind of like well no i think what they're going for is that these two races of titans right have had an ancient rivalry but then they're named like kong and godzilla have this rivalry so like what is it mm-hmm. you know and I'm, you you get what i'm saying yeah like, and, and so it's yeah i don't i mean i don't know what the answer is and i'm, I'm hoping that they do something was kong's some grandpa answers. like right well, and i don't know if you noticed like when he when kong is first there and like he's running towards this this temple or whatever we want to call that like there are skeletons of apes much larger than him. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah, it's like a couple of skulls and a couple of other things that, that I mean, they look, at least perspective-wise, they look bigger than him. Mm-hmm. So I think that, you know, it, it's two ancient races, essentially, and maybe they're the last two or something, but... It's, that would uh, make sense. I'm, I'm very curious to see. I mean, these are obviously, at this point, the... The two kind of kings of the monsters. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're definitely the two alphas. So it's, it's interesting, I, and I'll be really, really curious to see where they where they go with that. And there is definitely do. some sort of instinctual Godzilla hunting down Kong mm-hmm. because he is the alpha and he has left Skull Island. So I'm going to go take him out now. 
And then he went. Then they established that's why he was going after Apex because he's his instincts. He was able to sense like a stronger power that was being made to challenge him mm-hmm. that he wanted to take out, and that's kind of all he's concerned with. Right. Right. Um, which is interesting. Yeah, I mean, Colin so, is definitely presented as the more intelligent of the creatures. Yeah. Yeah, uh, he literally can speak sign language. Right. Where Godzilla which is. A great is is strictly a he he's a titan and he has a single objective and it's to he's very yeah. primal it's very primal he's a and force it's, of his, nature. it's all right exactly and his only goal is to be the, only, the the most powerful you know though it does beg the question because that temple in hollow earth looks man made and we saw godzilla in a temple in the godzilla movie Right under the under the ocean, you know, the Atlantean kind yeah, of temple right, that was yeah. also very clearly man made. Um, so that also begs the question: Is how does humanity fit into this? Yeah, uh, because clearly it's not just the Titans kind of you know went to sleep and then man rose up. There's there's a lot of a lot more interplay there than. Uh, I think then then you would think given the just the first movie mm-hmm. or so. So I'll be curious yeah, to I see what they do right. with that. Or or maybe just through means beyond our understanding, the Titans themselves crafted those temples. I mean, I I, I think you're right, especially with the one that was like underwater. Mm-hmm. Because that was like that wasn't in Hollow Earth. Right. You know? Um yeah, I think you're definitely correct that there's there's more to it. Uh, will we ever find out about it? I have no idea. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's one of those things. I mean, like, if you think about it, I mean, if these creatures are as ancient as we think, I mean, you could have civilizations yeah. built around these as their gods. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I always sort of interpreted godzilla and kong well not not really kong anymore because of the sign language and he's obviously intelligent i interpreted godzilla and these titans as just they aren't strictly instinctual animals like primal they i think godzilla actually is intelligent yeah he just he's beyond our understanding Mm it's sort of how i interpret him he's very other Uh, especially Yes, exactly. It's very Cthulhu-esque in that way. Like, especially, um, or, or what, Lovecraftian, I should mm-hmm. say. Um, especially at the end there, where Kong helped him yeah. and defeated Mechagodzilla. And then Godzilla, like, there was, I, I saw that as, like, a mutual show of respect between the two. And then Godzilla went away. But I've also seen other people interpret it as... Kong dropping the axe was Kong yielding to Godzilla and then Godzilla being satisfied and going away. Yeah. Yeah. So how did y'all interpret that? Pretty much the same thing. I mean, I don't whether it was submission or or Kong saying, look, I, I, I don't want to fight. You know, kind of a mutual, like, you know, Godzilla kind of, you know, looks back like, are we going to do this or... Or what? <laughs> right. You know, whether yeah. it's a, a mutual parting of the ways, whether one submitted or not, I, I don't know. 
Right. And if it was just like primal instinctual, then Godzilla wouldn't have cared. It would have been a fight to the death. Right. right. And I think that's kind of always been one of the things with Godzilla. I mean, he's always been, there's some where he shows up sort of as the big monster that's just destroying cities, but typically he's, he's a, one of the protector monsters. Yeah. Uh, Godzilla and Mothra. Right. There's Godzilla and Mothra and a couple of others that that's, that's their role, you know, among the Titans is they protect humanity from Mm -hmm. these other, other Titans. So, um, I'll be. I. I want to see more. I. I want to see more into the lore of what they're really hitting at with some of that stuff now. Me too. I want to see more. I have a feeling that we might be done with Kong. Maybe I don't want them to be, and there's still more they could do. I think we'll. But probably, I think. I think, they, I think we'll see more Kong. I mean, as far as Warner Brothers making these movies, I, I mean, they own Kong. They don't even own Godzilla. Right. But as far as this, so, this particular setup, this monster verse, you could be right. We could be done with Kong. Yeah, like this particular one, he's just in Hollow Earth swinging around, but there's still so much more they could do. Make it a Rocky. I was talking with my friend about it. She's like, no, nah, Kong's done. Like he's old and he's very, he looked very, he looks very, very old. Right. But if, if we're um, going to go back and explore is, Hollow Earth, then, like, I think Kong shows back up. I mean... Right. But the funny thing is, if you put it relative to Hollow Earth, he might be... There might be other apes there, and he might be the youngest of them all, you know? Like, mm-hmm. so... But if they want to play up like Kong is old, and, and he couldn't fight anymore, and that's why he sort of put down the axe, and he's like, I'm done, Godzilla. Like, mm-hmm. I'm old. I'm not, not my prime anymore. I just want to chill, relax, mm-hmm. eat fruit and speak sign language i'm not gonna die like with this rocky. hammer in my hand what'd you say i'm not gonna die with this hammer in my hand yeah exactly like but make it like a rocky thing like make it like oh he's old mm-hmm. but he has to come back for that one more fight like make it a rocky four situation yeah um i think that'd be awesome like that i think that's the perfect setup for that yeah um and there's obviously many more monsters in Hollow Earth, right? For them to deal with, and so I, I think there's still more to do. I could imagine them being done. I could I could imagine them being done with Godzilla. Um, well, the I cool mean, thing about this idea here is that that the way that the characters kind of work is like Godzilla is just going to go chill. Until the next movie comes out, you know, so right, yeah. they could either say there's no more conflict or there's a new conflict that arises. Mm-hmm. They could do anything. Yeah, they have a lot of options. They've sort of built it in such a way that they they can really do anything with it. Because like you said, they can just be like, and the long peace ensued and Godzilla chilled off wherever Godzilla hangs out. Right. Or, you know, like you said, you can introduce another monster and, and, and bring it back up. So, exactly. Yeah, they, you know, they can, they can do lots of different things. It'll be interesting to see what the next direction they go is. But I'm excited. I'll, I'll be there to see it. Yeah, for sure. Either way. Do you guys have uh, any other thoughts here on uh, Godzilla versus Kong? 
Uh, I really don't. I, I love the movie for what it is, and I, and I really hope to see this story continue because they've kind of opened up some avenues to telling some lore that's really never been done with either of these characters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I like lore. I like deep dives. I like history. Exactly. So, like. I- so, yeah, I'd definitely be interested to see where where they could go with with digging into that that lore part of the story. Yeah, I want to see the lore. And also I just I like the character of Godzilla and the character of Kong. Yeah. Which I which I think is interesting. Like they actually are characters. Right. And I even like the human characters in this monster verse. I really yep. do. They have I, done I a good see job. More of all of it. A good job balancing that. Yeah, I think so. I walked away very satisfied. Yep, yep. And like you said, the cute little the little deaf girl was just yeah. I mean, that child was maybe the cutest thing I've seen this year. That I mean, that's a cute kid. Mm-hmm. I've got kids, so that's saying something. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's what I was thinking just now. It was like So then they got to do the, your own kid. Now they got to do the Godzilla Pacific Rim crossover. Ooh, that would be fun. I would, ooh, I would. Does Godzilla fight Does Godzilla on fight the side the, of the, the kaiju? I, he's a protector of Earth, so I can only assume that Godzilla fight would fight alongside the humans mm-hmm. to defend Earth. Well, where was he for the first two mm-hmm. Pacific Rim movies? Asleep. Asleep. He didn't Asleep. precede them. And until the, uh, until the more alpha-esque comes through, then he's all of a sudden like, wait a second, now I'm threatened. Right. That would yeah, be and fun. you know what else? I think there's more. I think there's more they could do with Godzilla King Kong. Like, Absolutely. from a from a from a like uh, fighting standpoint, like there's so many more unique, cool things they could do. And there's so and many that's big all monsters. Part of the movie they that I kind of left, like, left me a little unsatisfied was like they didn't. I don't think they did it. They could have easily played with more like unique things. Like, I don't know, he picks up a building and uses the building like a baseball bat. It's like, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. For the actual visual of the fight. Mm-hmm. There's still plenty of, like, cool stuff they could do with that. Yeah. Other and than just go through King things. Kong, just Godzilla or King Kong versus other monsters. Right. And so I really want to see more of that. It's, it's one of my favorite franchises right now. It might it's 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 one of the ones that I'm genuinely going to like. Other than Marvel, it's like this and John Wick are the ones that I'm going to actually pay attention for news of a movie being made. Yeah, I agree. And who would have thought? So yeah, I never um, would have thought I would care about a Godzilla movie. I'm just saying, <laughs> not teenage Mauritius jam. Right, which. It's just a testament to these to these new MonsterVerse movies. I think mm-hmm. they've done a great job. Yep. And it's always impressive when a franchise manages to pull in new fans. You know, it's it's always, I really feel like you have to give hats off to somebody who can pull out a franchise again that's 100 years old and do unexpected things. You know, things that everybody didn't see coming because they've done 50 of these movies already. Um, so I think that's really a, a testament to the 
the writers and and the people making the movies is that they managed mm-hmm. to do, you know, do so much with something so iconic, um, and and make it consistent. You know, have the same feel that a monster movie should have, but also be something different. Which a lot of franchises never managed to hit that magic stride. Mm-hmm. You're definitely right, which is really impressive. And you can tell that the people making these movies really have a passion for for these franchises. Yeah. So yeah, uh, with that all being said, uh, I think we can wrap up the show here tonight. Unless you guys have anything else to to throw out. No, I think I think that's it. All right. Well, Andrew, uh, actually, I'll come to you last because you have all that stuff you have to say. <laughs> uh, Marisha, where can people find you uh, on the Internet? You can find me on Instagram at princesses underscore and underscore Padawans. And I am P Padawans on Twitter. All right. And I am David underscore JG Peoples on Twitter. Uh, and Andrew. All right. You can find me running the Twitter account for this show at saw underscore fictionary. You can drop us a line at thesciencefictionary at gmail.com. You can find us as well as the rest of the Red 5 podcast family at red5network.com and at red5network on Twitter. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. Don't forget to check out uh, our YouTube channel. Leave us a like. Leave us a subscribe on there. Uh, Leave us a review, a like, a comment, whatever you can do on whatever platform you're listening to us on it would really help us out and we really appreciate it we are the science fictionary on youtube thank you guys so much for listening live long and prosper 